Acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and power that the faith of your people will rest in you and your power. And grant everyone the ayin to see, have revelation of who you are in Jesus' name as revealed in your letters, Hebrew letters. Okay, today we go to the 18th Hebrew letter or Hebrew alphabet, which is called Sadi, right? And you will see it also in Psalms 119. So the 18th letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Sadi. So there are a few different spelling, right? Something like this. The numeric value of Sadi is 90. The pictogram, or symbol behind the shape of the letter Sadi is a servant. So I always give you basically the main facts about the letter first. And then you listen carefully, you will catch the revelation. All right. But without the main facts, then, you know, it's, it's difficult. So the main things are like this. So Sadi, the pictogram, is a, the shape of a, a, a servant bent over. Carrying a burden. Okay, first of all, you all can see the picture Sadi there. You want to make it bigger? Magdalene can see. <laughs> okay, can you see the letter? The Sadi. Ah? So, Sadi consists of three Hebrew alphabets. Or two Hebrew alphabets. One is the letter Nun. The other is the letter Yud. Okay, so youth we learn already, noon also we learn already. So, but what did you do you see about this letter noon? Is it the normal letter, the, the, the normal noon? How does noon look like? Ah, huh? yeah, more, more, more upright, more straight, right? But this letter noon is the bent one. Can you see the bends? The shape up there, instead of straight up, is bent like that. Okay? So, and the youth, the little that holds a lot, God's fiery hand. So, it is like a servant. All right? Noon talks about the uh, spiritual, uh, spirit life. Okay? Not just a new life, new spirit life. Okay? Noon, the letter noon. So this is also can talk about Jesus as a spirit, but Jesus is bent over as a servant. Okay, so bent over servant. Basically, huh, this uh, letter Zadi is the meaning of a bent over, is a servant. All right, and he carries a burden. It's a picture of Jesus. So you can see the burden like the youth on top. Okay, he, you can see that in Isaiah 53 verse 4, he took our infirmities and carried our pain. All right, so Jesus is the servant of God, bent over, carrying our pains, our sufferings, and our sicknesses. Okay, a servant carrying a burden, Jesus taking our infirmities, so these are the scriptures, 
that you can refer to. Isaiah 53 verse 4, carrying our pain. And also you have uh, in, in the book of First Peter, when we can now cast all our cares upon him because he cares for us. And not only is Jesus the humble servant or the bent over servant who carries our sins and sicknesses and diseases, he is qualified to carry us. He is the only one who has the ability because he is sinless. You can try to carry one another's burdens, but you don't qualify. So that's why in a, that, that, there's one religion where you poke all those things. Uh, they're trying to carry the burdens of others. Ah, Kawadi, correct. So a lot of religion is man trying to save men. But the Bible clearly, after as we go along, this letter Sadi, so beautiful uh, representation of our Lord Jesus, that only Jesus is worthy, is able to carry man's sin upon himself. And we will see why. Why is only Jesus the only qualified one? To carry man's sin. Okay, maybe I just ask you all first. Anyone knows why? Why not some right good person, religion, right? Some good person carry, can die for you, can carry the sins of uh, others. Why only Jesus Christ is qualified? And you will, if you can answer this, you will understand more the meaning of Sadi as we go along. So this one is not new, <laughs> this question. It's the only one who knew no sin and has no sin. Means what? Sinless. Another word for sinless? Pure, clean, righteous. Righteous. Yes, righteous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's correct what you say. It's, it's not sin. Remember 2 Corinthians 5? Where's the verse? 21. Yes. And what, does, what is that, uh, Rebecca? It's good that you all uh, let you all talk a bit so you all catch more. <laughs> You're referring to the verse. Uh. <laughs> Him who knew no sin became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ. Him who knew no sin, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. That, that verse, has very important verse, has to be put inside here already, okay? So that all of you don't need to refer anymore to the, go meditate many times until you get the revelation as well as that word becomes inside you. Because that's what we're going to, when you minister, when you preach, when you share, this is one very important and powerful word. Him who knew no sin, Jesus Christ. Because in this world, people will say, there's so many good people around. Huh? That's, that's what religion is all about. Why must I receive Jesus? Or worse, is some people receive all different religion. Right? They say, oh, Jesus is a good person. Okay, I believe him. Buddha also a good person. I also believe him. And who else? All also good. But this verse tells you, right? Only Jesus is the righteous one who has no sin at all. All the others who came born from this world, all got sin. None is righteous. We're going to go through that. That is the meaning of the sadi. Okay? So 
That's why only Jesus is worthy. So when you share the gospel, don't remember to bring across that only Jesus can carry our sins. Otherwise, there will be some people who will accept Jesus as one of the good people around. And all the other uh, so-called uh, prophets of God or, or, or religious men are good men. And therefore, they believe all, which is may not be born again. Okay, because a truly born again person will recognize that only Jesus is qualified, is worthy, is the righteous one. So when we present the gospel, present properly, right, that only Jesus, Jesus is the only way. Why Jesus is the only way? So you have one verse leading to any other verse. So there are a lot of scriptures that we need to have to know in our heart. So it's not enough to just know uh, John 3.16. Okay, we need sometimes to explain a little bit more, not about our testimony, but about who Jesus is. First, he's God's son. Then he is the only way to God. Why is he the only way, the truth and the life? Because he is the only one without sin. He is the only righteous person on this planet. Because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So when people understand that, then they will, especially those with a lot of religion one, all right, they believe a lot of God's one. We have to be very clear to them. They will accept Jesus one because they, they like all the different good, good teachings. To them, it's about being good. Every religion teach good. Eh? Okay, so if you are not clear about this, you will think that, okay, I'm also one of the other religion that teach good. So when we, when we share the gospel, we portray to them that unknowingly or unconsciously that this is one of the ways to be good. So you need to be very, very clear. We are not teaching people to be good. I said 1,000 times already, and I hope that eventually, you know, you will get it in your spirit. Christianity is not about being a good person, which is what you will learn in Sadi. Good person means I do good, I don't do bad. It's not about trying to be good. What is it about? Huh? We are made good. Ah, wow. <laughs> okay, great. Elijah, you got it. Yes, it's about we have been made good, right? Jesus became sin so that we became righteous. We have been made righteous where? In our spirit because they're going to ask you, why? But I still tell lies. I still do this and that. Say so in your spirit. It's just that we are still under the bondage of the five senses and the unrenewed or carnal mind. So we still sin or do the little some acts of, of sin. But inside, we have been made righteous and made holy. Incidentally, after the word sadi is the word ku, okay, which is about holiness. All right, righteousness and all is Jesus first. Jesus first and then what? He made us. Okay, so 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 21, very important. So these are verses. All have turned aside from the Old Testament. The Bible also tells us that everyone has turned aside. All have become corrupt. And there is no one who does good, not even one. Very clear. All right, Psalms 14.3. So in Old Testament, also very clear. There's no one who does good. So why try to be good? Because we cannot. 
In the New Testament, it's Romans 3.10, which says that there is none righteous, nor even one. So we may say, we may quote this, but inside we may think, I'm quite good, what? <laughs> I didn't kill. I didn't steal. I didn't take another man's wife. I did what other things that are the, the Ten Commandments or, you know, in this world that is considered as bad or sinful. Ah, that's the most dangerous thing, right? That's why the Pharisees think they are righteous. That's called self-righteousness. So the Bible clearly tells us that in this world, all born from Adam, in the Old Testament, as well as in the New Testament, there is no one righteous. So even we have not done the big cardinal sins, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, that killing people, uh, rape, kill, what else? Steal, adultery, uh, jealousy, what? Commit murder. Okay, all those things. Tell lies, maybe a bit. We look face to face with God's word. That's why God's word is able to dis uh, discern between, divide between bone and marrow, joints. Yeah? I can tell you like a mirror, like when they, the Pharisees faced Jesus and they were trying throwing stone at the woman who committed adultery. Jesus just said these words, whoever have not sinned, cast the first stone. And so many times we have cast stones at others, right? Because we felt I didn't do all those big sins. But in the eyes of God, Missing the mark, 0.0000001% is also sin. So which, because if it is not, then a lot of people don't need Jesus, right? Because they are all quite good ones. <laughs> In fact, all of us here, nobody killed, right? Murdered before. Grace will be more understood by people who have actually realized that they are sinful. So it's for those who sin big, I've been always saying it's easier for them to realize the grace of God, the righteousness of God. Those who sin, so-called small, that means no big sin, just a little bit of uh, lies or, or that, it's a bit harder. The tendency of self-righteousness is harder, is a higher. Okay? So that's why we need to learn until we get rid of, we realize it's his righteousness. This is the sadi. It's very, very powerful in our lives, just like pay and all that. But until we realize first and foremost that Jesus is the only one who is 100% righteous and that none in this world, you and me, whether small sin or big sin, none are righteous. Get this clear. Romans 3.20. No one is righteous. Okay? That means we are not all got sin. God said that he would raise up a righteous branch. So because this whole world went into sin, there's no one righteous. The prophecy in Jeremiah already fulfilled through Jesus coming. He will. The main thing about Jesus is that he is righteous. The main difference of Jesus compared to any holy man, all right, or any uh, a good person is that he is completely 100% righteous without sin. Okay, so no one has an argument, can argue before God. The Pharisees all have to live one by one. 
in the presence of the Holy One, the one without sin, Jesus Christ himself, right? So God promised to raise up a righteous branch, one who had been tempted in all things like us, sending his own son, Jesus, so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled, yet without sin, okay? The uh, Roman uh, Hebrews, and the Lord is our righteousness, Jehovah Sakinu, which is also the words, the letter Sadi, Sadi, Sadi inside. He is our righteousness to live this life on this earth powerfully. This truth need to be very more and more real each day. That he is our righteousness, the Lord Jesus, Yudhe our God, Jesus Christ. Is our righteousness. When we talk to someone or whatever we do, it's not looking at how good I was, how good I am, but absolutely none. How good he is and how he has made me righteous. That's why when you do deliverance face to face with the devil or any whoever we're talking to, the, uh, the main thing is we will tend to look at ourselves. Did I do my quiet time today? <laughs> did I do devotion today? Did I pray today? <laughs> did I, did I, did I? Okay, when we look at the I, the I, I, we are looking at our righteousness. And then when just facing the devil, the devil, the thoughts will come. Are you righteous? Are you, who are you? to cast me out? Who are you to speak against sickness and disease? All the spirits. And that's where we don't look at ourselves. Oh, I, uh, I attend BFA. <laughs> or, or, you know, I pray that it's Pharisees five times a day or whatever. What do you say? When the devil, when the thought comes, who are you? You know? Who are you? Huh? Yes? But you don't have God in Christ. Wow. Today, Elijah scored many points there. <laughs> <laughs> Give him reward points. <laughs> Very good. Yes. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Okay? Only Christ. Don't look at me. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, it's not simply easy to say, right? Until you have that revelation, I am nothing. Okay, but because I'm his, he made me righteous. I now stand before you, devil, as if, or sickness, or whatever it is, as if Christ is standing before you. And you're completely oblivious of who you are, of what you were, or how good you are, or how no good you are. Okay, so that is the revelation of the righteousness, yeah? The Lord, our righteousness. We have an advocate with the Father. So there are many, many scriptures. These are some of a few. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Advocate is like a lawyer. He speaks on your behalf. So let's say Rebecca sin. And Jesus is your advocate, all right? Between, be, in front of the justice, the, the throne room of God or the courtroom of God. What did Jesus say? Jesus will stand in front of Rebecca and say that I am her lawyer. I'm an advocate. At the same time, he's also your righteousness. He is righteous. Yeah. So 
guilty or not guilty, you have done something wrong. But you have received Jesus and you, he become your saviour, your righteousness. So the Lord God has to proclaim you not guilty because Jesus stands in between you and your guilt and your sin and God. Understand? That's what it means by the advocate. Why today we still do wrong, but we can still stand before God without guilt. Because Jesus was our, Jesus is our advocate. He's our lawyer to say that I already died for her and she believed in me and she now received my righteousness. Therefore, Rebecca can come from come down from the throne of mercy and grace, right? In Hebrews, it said, let everyone, when we understand the new covenant, what Jesus has done for us, we can come to the throne of grace and mercy, to obtain help in time of need, not the throne of judgment. If we were in our own sin or our own righteousness, without Christ, we enter the throne of judgment because it's sin, reserved death. That's all. But because of Jesus' righteousness, we be, he covered us with his righteousness. He gave us, he made us his righteousness. The throne of judgment now becomes a throne of grace and mercy. That means, Grace is what? Getting the good that we don't deserve. We are sinful. We have done something wrong. We need, deserve to be punished. But because of Jesus, our advocate, our righteousness, we come to a throne of grace. Mercy, we don't. Oh, Elijah want to answer again and get another reward point. <laughs> what is mercy? Receiving the good that we don't deserve. That's uh, grace. Mercy, eh? Yes. Not receiving, not receiving the, the, the punishment that is, is supposed to deserve. Wow. <laughs> Another point. <laughs> what happened to you, Elijah? Elijah? Very good. Okay. So, yes, that's it. So, we suppose if, if we don't have Jesus as our righteousness, we will come in condemnation, right? And it's like a, coming to God is like a throne of judgment. We we'll feel like God punishes, we are not good enough and all that. But, when Jesus becomes our righteousness, yes, I'm not saying that we, we do wrong and then we hallelujah, okay? No, that is a repentance. That means a change of mind. Okay, God, I know I'm weak. <laughs> That's why I depend on you more and more, right? But I thank you more and more that I can come to this throne of grace, this throne of mercy, that I don't get punishment for what I've done wrong. But Jesus, you took it. And now I go free. I still go blessed because of you. How, how appreciative and thankful to God. So that's why today as new creation and new under the new covenant and the grace, we actually love Jesus more and more. Not because of our, uh, our ability to love him. Because he is so good. When we realize we can still do wrong. All right. And we still do. We still say wrong things. We still do wrong things. And we, we know that yeah, God don't judge me anymore. How to not love and serve this wonderful person who keep on extending grace and mercy. Because we will never understand grace and mercy if we never do wrong. Because we feel, I don't, I don't need grace. Ma. I'm always right for doing good. I don't need mercy because I'm, I didn't do bad. I don't deserve punishment. Uh, it's only when we do wrong that we realize the grace and the mercy of God and we love him more and more. 
right? Just like the Jesus and the woman with the alabaster box, right? She poured that out because she realized she is so sinful before God, before Jesus. She was a prostitute. And yet the Lord forgave him. And she just poured out uh, uh, the, the, the perfume that has the value of one year's wages onto the Lord. Where did they come from? Came from a heart that was grateful for the mercy and the grace of Jesus. And how she knew it? Because she was sinful. Yeah, and God removed that sin. Okay, through our faith in Jesus, God sees his righteousness in us. So it's by faith, right? So when we come before God this way, taking the, the righteousness of Christ without excuse of whatever it is, but saying, Lord, I thank you. I was a sinner. You know, I have done wrong, but you just removed it. You took it upon yourself and you gave me your righteousness. God sees his righteousness, Jesus. God, remember this. We are not righteous at all before God. If we didn't have Jesus or the, the rope of righteousness, all that is bare before God is our sin. But now our sin has been covered. We, we, our nakedness, has, we have a, a rope. We wear something. We are no more naked. That we have the righteousness. So what when God see you, you see Jesus' righteousness. And that is faith. All right? The righteous have to live by faith. Right? Because you cannot see this spiritual uh, cloak of righteousness. But it's faith. So faith is seeing what God's word says. God said, say, he made you righteous. So I speak and believe and speak exactly what God say. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Not based on whether I feel good today or I did good today or not. But just what the word of God say. Same like faith is always speaking God, what God say, even before you have received it. Speak first. That's faith. If we wait for the miracle to happen first or the provision to come first and then we say that's not faith. Everybody also can say it. Already manifested to the five senses. Okay? The just or the righteous shall live by faith and by his faith. Okay? So the word righteousness uh, is the zadi. Zadi is, means righteousness, the word. Then the next, actually the next letter is Kuf, which is holiness, which we'll do next week. All right. So you have uh, now the, the righteous is a Zadi, a Dalet, a Yud, and a Kuf. The righteous person, and you can see Jesus is the one with the righteous uh, righteousness in him. Abraham, okay, so Jesus is the only righteous one. But you can see before Jesus come, the Bible tells us there's one man who was counted as righteous. All right. And that is Abraham. I think before that also there was uh, Noah was pleasing to God and the other one is Enoch. Okay. But Abraham, uh, you can you just look into Abraham, too many, right? He believed God and he God reckoned it to him as righteousness. So. Abraham, in his time, did he do wrong? Yes, right? You can clearly got a, a, a written record of how he lied, right? How he, you know, lied about his wife and all that. 
But why did the Bible say that God gave him righteousness? It's like it was a reckoned to him. God recognized him as righteous. Okay, because he had faith. He believed God. He believed God to when God said that I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and you shall be a blessing. Now today when God says these things to us, we say, how la? <laughs> oh, right? But if you just believe God, don't ask him how la? Right? He will know how to do. Okay, He is God. He can bless us. Receive it. Thank you, Lord. Don't say how la. So faith will be when we believe God this way. Say, I feel you. Then you say, not check you. I don't look at what happened to me physically, and I, that is the physical. But I still believe in God's word that I'm healed by His stripes. Just the manifestation going to not yet manifest, but will definitely manifest. Same as in provision in every area of our life. Okay, that's a life of faith. Don't say, I tithe, and then nothing happened. No, when you tithe, you declare. All right, the windows of heaven, of heaven open, and I'm blessed. If you sow a seed, don't say, when uh, when the plant going to grow? When the finances going to come? When the blessing going to come? There's no faith. <laughs> okay? Some of you have read. Some of you have seen. Okay? All, all that you have been uh, tithing and how some started, just started to tithe. Okay? But the main thing is all these things, all these acts are acts of faith. Which means that we believe him. That's why we do. And then we say out first, even not yet happen. But we know full confidence that what God say will happen. And what happened? That is called righteousness. All right? That is the right thing to do, to believe what God say. Abraham, see, he had to wait many years. Isn't it? When God promised him the descendants and all that from his own uh, Sarah, it didn't happen immediately. So just like we, you know, when we believe God, when we start to do something, According to what God says, we plant seed and all that. Yeah, sometimes we need to wait. All right? Wait many years for the promise. Abraham waited many years for the promise of God. And what was that? A multitude of descendants. He don't even have a child. But did it happen? The, the, the pay actually happened, right? God still told him that you will have a son. And 25 years later, <laughs> quite long. But Abraham never wavered. The Bible said in Romans, right? He continued to believe God. And that's when finally it manifested over a series of uh, uh, testings and all that. Sarah was 90 years old when she gave birth to Isaac, the son of promise. 90 is maturity in faith. So the letter Zadi, the Gamatria value is 90. So 90 is very interesting. It means maturity, all right? The righteousness and maturity, all right? I will go through 90 again a bit in a, in a while. Okay, so the letter 18, uh, first in the order of the number, numbering is number 18. And in the Gamatria value is 90, all right? 18 also has meaning because 18 is the number four. Anyone can remember? The letter H and the letter U went through this before. It's the letter Kai or Kai, yeah. It's the, it's the letter for 
new new life new beginning okay new life the or, or rather life okay so uh, for this one is this particular uh, teacher or rabbi said understanding this a uh, little bit i didn't take everything right so i'll take a little bit here and there and plus what the holy spirit give me to put it all together for you all to understand so knowing that faith is needed walk with god all right walk with god the righteous person stay in faith in jesus christ walk in the spirit we are all spirit being all that we have been learning all these letters is about the spiritual realm commit your ways to god hear his voice obey and grow in the knowledge of his word all right all this is what i've been teaching you all all the other teachers teach the same thing <laughs> okay right if this if one day you are a teacher as you grow and one day you begin to teach others some of you are starting right this is the main thing we we will encourage people to do not by law right but this is what is supposed you know a, a, a righteous person in christ walking with god not walking with the uh with religion not walking with do's and don'ts or trying to be good walk with god you not walk with god no one walk with god all these men of god men and women of god they walk with god we walk with what <laughs> to help you see we walk with our dog with our cat with our money <laughs> with our job walk with god Okay, that's when Jesus will come and take us. We walk, walk, walk until walk means fellowship. Okay, walk in the spirit, don't walk in the flesh. Okay, walking in the flesh is being ruled by five senses. We make decisions from five senses. We make conclusions from five senses. What our body tells us. Okay, now I don't have to explain so much already because most of you, uh, unless there's a new person in, then I will explain again. All right, what is walking in the spirit and walking in the five senses and the carnal mind. And then learn to hear his voice because today we are not led by do's and don'ts. We are led by the spirit who quickens to us the living word of God. All right, learn how to hear his voice and grow. Grow what? Grow in the knowledge of his word. Okay, it's, it's trying to get all the world, world belief system out of everyone or believer and putting in god's word god's system god's way of doing things into the lives of people who are 20 30 14. so for blazing jewels the children the teachers have a wonderful responsibility to put in god's ways into their lives while they are still young otherwise you will end up having to take out wrong things wrong beliefs because for those of us who are 20 30 40 50 60 it is even harder <laughs> here already set you know cement uh, cement set already very hard to break so when you tell something about god's way they may say amen mental ascent but never change but thank god today when as we build the spirit man all right then the spirit man is taking over so whether you are 60, 50, 40, we are all changing and all growing, right? Madeline is growing beautifully, right? Take some time, but the Holy Spirit work with us. If As long as we teach the spiritual things about not being religious, but about your spirit man. 
okay and the, the, the spirit man will be able to respond okay so grow in the knowledge of the word which is god's word okay the letter zadi okay it's not ayin eh? it looks a bit like ayin zadi the letter is formed from a bent noon and a bar the noon represents a humble and faithful servant the crown bar that is bent in submission so first it represents jesus okay the youth represents a hand lifted to heaven or the spirit of god so uh, the, it, it, the picture form the zadik is the righteous person it's therefore revealed in the letter form as a faithful servant with his arms raised before the lord in humility so when you think of this letter zadi think of the righteous person first jesus and then we have been made righteous by him and then a faithful person servant form of a servant because he's bent of the letter noon that is bent and with his arms raised before the lord in humility think of humility humble okay Zadi or righteous, the righteous one given to in the Judaism is to people who are considered righteous, such as biblical figures and later spiritual masters. So, of course, in Judaism, they have not been born again. The, those who are not born again yet, but they are Jews, they consider certain ones as uh, righteous people. So, they are called the the, the sages and all that they are called the zadik the righteous people all right the spiritual masters okay the gamatria of zadi 18 numerical value of 90 18 just now i showed you is number of kai or life 90 is significant in jewish tradition as the fullness of life so 18 and 90 connected huh? the zadi 18 90 18 is life 90 is fullness of life. Okay, how are you going to see this? Very interesting. In the Judaism or whatever they call it, the Hebrew, uh, the, this is very interesting as I uh, wrote it, as I, I saw this. For them, the Jews in Judaism, at five years old, a person should study the scriptures. <laughs> so now you can see why the Jews, the Jews are so different from uh, the Gentiles. Right? Why they are so prosperous? Why they are so uh, different, so intelligent and everything? Because five years old, they go by their years, okay? Five years old, they're supposed to study scriptures. Here, five years old, play iPad. <laughs> go internet. <laughs> go and learn nonsense, okay? But five years old for, the, for them, supposed to study what? Scriptures. We all 40 years old, as you study scripture, also so hard, okay? The five years old start already. Okay, so at 10 years, the Mishnah, so that is the uh, Jewish, uh, at 13, the commandments. At 15, the Talmud. At 18, the bright chamber. At 20, of one's life, pursuit. At 30, for authority. At 40, for discernment. <laughs> Today, 40 years old, don't know how to discern anything also. <laughs> right? The even believers, very sad, right? Because they never study the Bible. All it, all these things are 
the wisdom of God is inside the Bible. But interesting for the Jews, their intelligence, their wisdom come from the Torah. At 40, supposed to have discernment already. At 50, they are able to counsel others. At 60, they are elders. At 60, here we are. We are not elders, we are older. <laughs> this is all the wisdom, right? See how, how much we miss out when we don't go to his word, right? But now, I'm thank glad that every one of you are going into his word, right? Including Elisha, huh? At 60, we are to be elders. Elders are ones who are able to counsel others. Counsel means what? You need to have God's wisdom, not the wisdom of the world, right? Because there are two kinds of wisdom. At 70, for gray hairs. <laughs> okay. At 80, for special strength. Uh, this is interesting, right? 80... <coughs> In Psalms 90 verse 10, the days of our life are 70 years. Or even if because of strength. So the Bible explains everything. 80 years, yet their pride in additional years is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon gone and they fly away. This is talking about humanity. All right? Life. Lifespan. Because of sin, supposed to live forever, now become... Uh, they, Adam started from living forever to become 930 years, cannot, cannot exceed 1,000, and then lifespan became shorter and shorter until it's about 80 to 120. There's another place can be 120. Lah. But generally, the life is 70, but if there is some strength, then you can go 80. At 90, At 90, it's for this decrepitude. So 90, the number that is in uh, Zadi, is supposed to be, I checked in the dictionary, they didn't tell us the meaning also. State of being old and in bad condition of poor health. So most people who live to 90, generally are already very old, right? And bad condition of poor health. But if that's where you can see when righteousness was given to Abraham and Sarah, Sarah at 90 years old, which is the state of being old and poor health, which cannot produce anymore, cannot give birth. What happened? She was able to give birth, right? Miracle happened. So this is the number 90. The fullness of life and miracle can happen. Sarah was 90 years old when she became pregnant with uh, Isaac. Moreover, the gematria for Hazat Kim, the righteous ones, and the phrase Hativo, uh, the light is good, is also the same. The word Zadi itself has the value of 104, which is the same as the word Li, li Lamet, meaning to teach. So whenever there are words, later on we will go into, after we finish alphabets, we'll go into words, all right, which are going to be super interesting, all right. Uh, has value of so when few when certain words have the same gematria they are related okay so the zadi the righteous person related to the word li lamet to teach so when you teach you teach out of the righteousness you teach out of the righteousness that we receive from God not of our own righteousness 
oh, I'm a good person, so I can teach you good things. Uh -uh. Right? The teacher is one who teach out of being the righteousness of God in Christ. Okay, and also, of course, the teacher has to be righteous. You cannot be a person who is crooked and sinful and evil and all that and then trying to teach others. So you can see the two uh, interrelated letters from the Gematria, the, the total Gematria. So Zadi is also, this letter is also one of the five that has two forms. So you all learn about two forms already, right? When the letter begins the word, it has one form, and then at the end of the word, it's another form, but it's the same letter. So Zadi has two forms. So the band form of Zadi represents the righteous humility. Okay? The righteous servant of God, Jesus, and we all, as in Christ, also the servants of God today because of Jesus, we are made righteous and we humble ourselves. But it's also a picture of a suffering Zadik, which is also a picture of the Lord. Jesus suffered for us. As the righteous one, he suffered at the cross, as uh, suffered for the atonement of our sin. Then the Sufit is the end one. The Sufit form of the letter represents the elevated Zadik standing up with arms lifted up, lifted upward in victory and praise. Anyone can say why after the uh, beginning Zadik, the first form that is humble and speak of Jesus also, then the and Zadik becomes the person, becomes a, a straight one. So we can be Zadik in both forms. But what you get from here? Uh, one is, uh, the first one is uh, praising God. Uh, servant. Uh. First one, first one, first one this uh, one. From the right one. side. The bad one, the bad one. Uh, the bad yes. one is... Okay. Praising God uh, for servant now. Praising God. No. The, the first one is always about righteous humility, humble. Yeah, humble course. looking to God. Lah, but Second one is the wow daddy, so he is nailed to the cross. It's in a way, yes, nailed to the cross. But what happened is when you are nailed to the cross, you become you receive his righteousness. So now you can stand up straight. Okay. We bend down in humility towards the Lord. But then we receive His righteousness and now we can stand up straight. We can face God. We can face the devil. We can lift our head high, not because of our own righteousness. We can now stand straight. That's why it's the righteousness is the ability to stand. Stand straight before God. Because when we are uh, sinful, we dare not stand, right? We feel guilty. We, we, we are ashamed. But God removed our shame. Jesus took it upon himself. And now we can face God. That's why the Bible said, in Christ, we can lift your head high. Not out of pride, but knowing that he lifted us up. It's a beautiful picture of righteousness. All right? Receiving his righteousness. And today, we, we have no more shame in our life. Okay, so one word from Zadik, uh, there are many words from Zadi, is the word Zidaka, right? For Hebrew, Zidaka. So it starts with the letter Zadi, Dalet, Ku, and He. Zidaka is a Hebrew word literally meaning righteousness, but commonly used to signify charity. So for the Hebrew, Zidaka is giving charity. 
all right, giving uh, of their uh, money, especially. So for the Jews, they always have this box there called Zidaka, all right? And it comes from, the word starts with the letter Zadi. Actually, to the Jews, what I've been hearing from the rabbis is that Zadi or righteousness is basically, or giving, basically, it means it is the right thing to do <laughs> in the eyes of God. Tithing, giving, charity is the right thing to do. That's righteousness, all right, in accordance with God. So we want to do the right thing, and this is the right thing. It's based on the Hebrew word zedek, meaning righteousness, sidaka, right? Fairness or justice. And it's related to the Hebrew word zadik, meaning righteous as an adjective for or righteous individual as a noun. It's like God is a generous God. God is a, gift, a one who gives to the poor. And we are poor in spirit and he gives to us. We are poor in this world, yet God bless us. So God do the right thing. Jesus came down. We were all poor and he made us rich, both in the spirit and in the physical as well. He redeemed us from poverty. So what is this? This is the righteousness of God. This is the justice of God. If we will only believe in him and not believe in our own doing or our own uh, achievements, okay? <clears throat> and we believe in him, this is the, the right thing to do, to give. That's why in the Bible talks a lot about charity, about giving and all that. Zidaka refers to the religious obligation to do what is right and just. The word zedaka in Hebrew often is translated as charity, but it actually comes from the root zedek, which means righteousness. So that's why you read in Corinthians and all that, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, when they talk about giving and sowing, that your righteousness, talking about the righteous, righteous thing. You want to say, I don't know what is the right before God, right thing to do. Ah, giving is the right thing to do. <laughs> Very simple, right? Remember, even uh, some of you have been sharing about Melchizedek, right? Tithing to Melchizedek today is the new covenant tithing, which is tithing to Jesus. And what does Melchizedek or Jesus? He is a, he's the righteous one. Melchizedek means king. Sidek is king, all right? Uh, it's righteous. Mel, Mel, Melchi is king, Malek, all right, you learn. So he is the king of righteousness. So we tied to the king of righteousness is the right thing to do. Understand? So beautiful to understand the whole picture of what God has already uh, installed for us. The addition of the letter hey connects righteousness as malkut. Many people say giving zidaka, but the more appropriate phrase is doing zidaka which is an act, okay? There are a lot of things that are act. We're not giving any, we are just doing the righteous thing when we do, when we give, when we tithe, or we give to charity. Okay, go, go to Psalms 119. There's a lot more, as I said, it's not full, right? But if I give too much, then you all get confused, <laughs> especially the teachers. Right? You don't know which one to teach. Okay, but I just give you basic, simple. All right, and but as we go along, we will have more and more revelation on these letters. So it will be not just this this one only. There's so much more. Zadi, okay. So 
in Psalms 119, the eight verses, now we go to it. Psalms 119, the Zadi starts from verse 137. Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. I use King James Version because that's where you have the concordance and you can find the letter Zadi. Okay, so it's very easy, this one. The first verse itself, righteous already have Zadi inside. Just now, which is what? Zadi, Zadi, uh, Dalet, Yud, and Ku. Okay, so in uh, another version, which is, uh, it says, you are righteous Adonai. Right? God is righteous and your rulings are upright. So if we don't see God as righteous, fair and just, then we will say, sometimes we hear Christians say, or people say, God, you are unfair. Why you bless this person didn't bless me? Ah, that means we didn't see God as righteous. God as a righteous and just God. He has already done everything to, what do you mean by everything? He sent his own son to acquit himself of the blame that people still blame him. All right, oh, because of you, Adam sin, you create Adam, because of Adam, I sin, you know. So Jesus, God assumed that liability. Yes, and then he himself come and died for us, took that punishment so that we can be healed, we can be saved for our well-being. So who can point a finger at God? If anyone still point a finger at God, ask them to read Job. <laughs> at the end, Job have to bow down before God and humble himself and say, God, you know all things. If God said, were you there when I created the heavens? Were you there when I did this? In the end, it's a very long chapter, until 40 over, he had to humble. But when he humbled himself, God blessed his latter years. And also that verse of blessing, also for all of us in Beauty for Ashes ministry, that this latter part of our life is going to be super blessed, all right? As, the, as we follow the Lord, all right? And follow uh, his revelations and obey him. You are righteous. So recognize there is no one righteous, no good man, no good God, but only God, all right? Adonai. And not only he is the only fair and just God, he's very fair. He don't simply send someone to hell for nothing. Okay, so that is the justice of God. And your rulings, that means whatever God say is right. If we don't believe this, we will never obey everything that God said. But when we have the revelation by the goodness of God and the Holy Spirit, that everything God say is Upright. That's why the Jews follow the word of the Torah 100%. Well, the olden Jews, I don't know about today's one. All right. But generally, we follow because they believe what God says is right, is just, is fair. And actually, if you, you really read Genesis, uh, Leviticus, Numbers, and all that, and how the kings rule and judge based on God's uh, ways, it's very fair one. All the laws there are very fair. This one due to this one, then how much this one must pay back and so forth. God is the fair and just God. Okay. Some verse, the next verse, thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. See, the psalmist can see this. Can we see it? That God's word, God's testimonies are righteous. Or we still have 
no lah, no lah. So now to, I believe most of you are already being cleansed by his word, renewed and the spirit man growing that we can look at God's word and know that God is righteous. Even when we have to suffer a little, yet we still see God is righteous. Even when we have to wait for certain blessings to manifest, we can still see God is righteous. And no more will we live in a state where, where are you, God? You don't love me. Ah. You don't care for me. Ah. You don't care for my children. Ah. I don't care for my family. Right? The revelation now come to our spirit. God's word and testimonies are righteous and God is faithful. That's by faith. Yes, not yet happened, but I know God is faithful. God promised me he will do it. That's why we continue to press forward or go move forward in our lives, right? With a life of no stress or trusting him. You have commanded your instructions in righteousness and great faithfulness. See, can you all see more? It's all towards who God is already, not about us, right? You, the psalmist, point us to God. God put all his instructions there, are all righteous instructions. Because God is a judge. He's a fair and just God. And in great faithfulness, even he promised Abraham and the, the, the manifestation came 25 years later, yet Abraham believed God because Abraham believed that God is righteous and God is faithful. Okay, so there is a test of faith. So we need to know the word of God to live that life of wisdom where it's not now. Now means now. I want it now. No, God said, I want to develop your character as well. All right. So, and develop our faith. Hey, Psalms 119 verse 39. My zeal have consumed me because my enemies have forgotten my words. Uh, thy words. Thy word is very pure. Therefore, Thy servant love it. All your promises glow with fire. That's why I'm a lover of your word. Okay, this is another aspect of zadi. And you can see the word zadi actually is the, the zeal. It's the beginning of the word zeal, the passion. When you say someone got zeal and someone doesn't have zeal, all right? There is passion, there is zealousness. I was, I'm small and despised, yet do not, uh, do not I forget thy precepts. <clears throat> your righteousness is righteous forever and your law is faithful. Okay, if some of you can go and look at the concordance and find out where is the letter Zadi appearing and you can get more revelation instead of I just give it all to you. Discover for yourself. It's very interesting to discover for yourself revelation from the concordance, right? Especially now that you have you are learning Hebrew letters, the concordance becomes alive, okay? Because you're no more just looking at the meaning, but you are seeing the letters now. Small and despised. That is part of the zadi as well, all right? The humble person. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and thy law is the truth. May this revelation be ours, each one of yours, inside your heart also. That when you look at God's instructions, you look at God's word, you only see righteousness, faithfulness, 
true justice. Because if you see, normally, right, if you go anywhere or any organization or the government give you a law, and what we will say, we will use our mind. This law not fair. <laughs> Correct? Yeah, this law not fair. I don't want to follow. Yeah? Why must I pay this tax so high? Ah, because we have our own mind, right? So we tend to decide which law is good, which law is not good and not fair, not righteous. It's not fair. Certain things like policies and all that. So we don't follow. But God's word, until we see that God's word is righteous, fair and just, and it's the truth and nothing but the truth, we won't follow. Some of you are acting on God's word. God has given us the Holy Spirit has opened our spiritual eyes to see that God is just. When he tells us to do certain things, he knows what he's saying. And we are responding by the Holy Spirit with his grace given to be able to obey his word and say, yes, you are just. You are fair. Therefore, I want to obey your word. And you see in all the Psalms 119, at the end, the psalmist says, whether it's whichever letter, that's why I treasure your word, that's why I obey your word. That eight verses relate to a certain revelation of the alphabet. At the end, the response of the psalmist or the person is to, I love your word. So I love your testimonies. And then I will follow. Okay, if we see God's word as like any policy from the government or whatever, and we say not fair, we won't do. Not fair. Why you text me how many percent, how many percent? So you say, oh, not fair. Why you text me 10% <laughs> for tithes? <laughs> ah, okay. So, but different, right? Because this is God speaking. So it's not a text. <laughs> it's a blessing in disguise, right? Let me honor him. Okay, then we will follow. And then the blessings will come. Trouble and anguish have taken hold on me, yet thy commandments are my delight. So in the midst of trouble, in this world, you will have tribulation, Jesus said. Okay, because we're living in this world. Praise the Lord, the day will come when we go to heaven, no more. But on this earth, that's where our crowns and rewards are already set there in the Bible. Those who overcome will receive all these rewards. Right? That's why the, for the placing jewels, right? Display all the rewards for the kids. You know? Yeah, because God displayed and tell us what rewards are for us when we live by faith, when we trust Him, when we act upon His word, when we serve Him, when we follow Him. Those are the rewards that are waiting for us. All right? All the crowns. And the mansion, Jesus said already, I'm going there, but I tell you, I'm going to prepare a mansion for you. So we may have trouble in this world, not worries about what the different uh, trouble and persecution is different from worried about the future, worried about not enough money and all that. That one, Jesus don't want us to worry. That's not trouble. That is our own cheeky uh, law. <laughs> that means we put upon ourselves one. Because Jesus already said, don't worry about tomorrow. Who asks you to worry? <laughs> all right. When we understand that he is our God, right? He will take care of our all our tomorrows. But this trouble is persecution. Okay? Suffering as a Christian. When you 
when people know you as a Christian, there will be some form of persecution, not the one that we uh, go and dis disturb the sleeping dog <laughs> and then they bite you. <laughs> okay, so that one, our own self, uh, go and find one. All right, so that's why we need so much of God's wisdom in this world, right? If not, it will be so foolish. Then we get a lot of trouble and then we say, God, why you give me trouble? It's not God give you trouble, right? We are the one who created the trouble. But when we have God's wisdom, we won't create all these uh, silly troubles, but we will we will actually do the, the work of God and then persecution. Blessed are those who are persecuted for my name's sake, for theirs is the kingdom of God, right? So even though my troubles overwhelm me, I still delight and cherish every, every message you speak to me. Look at this. God is a personal God. I hope that all of you are getting more and more this uh, relationship, this fellowship with God, that he is speaking to you. Huh? I delight and cherish every message you speak to me. This is King James. This is not even message. See God's word as him speaking to you. Okay, and delight and cherish what God speaks to you. The righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding and I shall live. The way you tell me to live is in the message version is always right. Help me to understand it so I can live to the fullest. 90 years old. <laughs> live to the fullest. We don't want to live substandard life. You know, one day happy, one day not. Happiness is not emotion. Eh? It's based on your uh, spirit man revelation of who God is to you. So the righteousness of your reminders is to time indefinite. It's everlasting. It's not, not limited by time and space or not confined by time. Oh, only for a short while, for eternity. God's ways will last for eternity. All his instructions last for eternity. Always remember, right? Jesus said, everything, heaven and earth can pass away, but my words are eternal. They'll never pass away, right? So get God's word, right? In all you're getting, get wisdom. Get God's word. Treasure his word. And he is always right. Uh, this can be very controversial, right? Because we can read this and then it can just disappear from our head after this uh, session. Because human nature and the old self will say, hmm, what I my way is always right. <laughs> okay, but here the psalmist understanding God is the only righteous God, he says, the way you tell me to live is always right. All right, that is revelation. That is having that walk with the Lord already. The way you tell me. So which means what? We need to learn God's ways. And how many percent do we have of God's ways? Get more. All right? Not too late to start. All right? Otherwise, we'll be living in our own way and what we think is right. Let God show us what is right so that we can live life to the fullest. The world tell you, Live life to the fullest. You've heard this, right? And what is the meaning of live life to the fullest out there? Oh, have a lot of money, have a lot of time, have a lot of health. Is that live life to the fullest? Only on this earth. And not actually to the fullest also. <laughs> okay? Because there's still a lot of 
insecurities, a lot of fears. But ours is without a care in this world every day. Yeah, like Evelyn, go, go to work, even whatever challenge, you can be at peace. You can be at rest. Each one of us, each one of you, begin to experience this is actually John 10.10. 10. Not what the world tells us about the things of this world. Yeah? But it doesn't mean you won't have. But this is not life to the fullest. All right? Okay. It's the way he tells us to live in integrity, live in humility, live the way God tells us, right? Isaiah 53, 11, as a result of the anguish of his soul, he shall see it and be satisfied by his knowledge of what he has accomplished as Jesus, the righteous one, my servant, shall justify the many, making them righteous. Yeah? Upright before God in right standing with him. So now you can understand this verse. All right? For he shall bear the responsibility for their sins. That's Isaiah 53. Okay. Learn to. Those, there are some scriptures that we all pick and choose or, or have been always preached in churches or even here or wherever. Go to the whole book and read the whole context of the whole chapter, especially Isaiah 53. Don't just read 4 and 5. Read the whole thing. It's beautiful. It's talking about Jesus, the righteous servant, humbling himself, dying for us. All right? Only two verses talk about taking our... Uh, sickness and disease and pain but there's so much more there he's talking about how jesus as the righteous servant justify us because he took that punishment now he can justify us i explained what's already justified right in the presence of god he can say to god that you are now acquitted from that sin and now in right standing can you imagine? He bear the responsibility for our sin. Each one of us supposed to bear our own, responsible for our own sin. Right? Yeah, you sin, you're supposed to be punished, man. Why someone must be punished for you? But Jesus took that responsibility for my sin, your sin. How wonderful is he? The righteous one. Zadi rejoices in righteousness and humility. Faithfulness carries the youth of spirituality, spirituality on its back. It's bent over because it's humble, it's serving God. Okay, so when you Zadi, remember righteousness, humility, first of our Lord and also ourselves, and then faithfulness of our Lord. And because of him, we can now have all these things. We can also, we are righteous, we, are, we can be humble, and we also can be faithful. And we are exactly like Jesus. As he is, so are we in this world. And then we have the youth of spirituality on our back. We are spirit being. Okay, always remember that. It's bent over, it's humble, and it's serve God. Philippians 3, uh, 8 to 9. <clears throat> it's uh, Paul's declaration of the righteousness of God in him and how he lived this life by that righteousness, Jesus' righteousness. All right, Paul, Apostle Paul, the great man of God. To know him, to truly know him and 
means letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap because Paul is a Pharisee of Pharisees and he said that he, that means he's a religious lawyer of Judaism. He knows all the laws and not only he knows the laws, he keeps the laws. That means he is blameless. So no one can uh, match Paul before he got converted. Right? You can read from verse 1, but I, I uh, let you, it, I, I didn't put it down, otherwise it's too long. So I'll tell you, you can read it for yourself. Right? And then, which means, if a person can obey all the law, you see most people who boast a lot, right? What do they boast? <laughs> they boast of their goodness, that their, their ability to be good, their kindness or their, you know, basically goodness. Lah. Nobody boasts of your uh, bad things, right? You never hear people boast of their bad things or their weaknesses. They boast of their abilities and how kind they are, how much charity they give every year to, uh, to this charity and that charity. And remember, in the Bible, when we give to the poor, so not everyone is under the category of poor, okay? But those that are really poor, the Bible says, don't even let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That's the way you give to the poor. That means don't let out everyone know that you are giving to the poor. Okay, that is following the Bible way. Okay, but tithing is different. Tithing is already set. Okay, but of course we don't go and tell everybody, right? It's, it's, it's within the uh, privacy, uh, confidentiality of the church, the one who takes care, right? But there are certain guidelines already. All right, so when you give to the poor, Jesus said, the Bible say, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Okay? As, as few people know, the better. Then, so the both thing is always about our good deeds. And Paul, of all people, he has the most things to boast about. Okay? But he said, after he, he encountered Jesus Christ and his righteousness. So you, you remember 2 Corinthians 5.21 and all this about righteousness. We are the righteousness of God. It's all written by Paul. Paul got that revelation, right? That's why we learn it from him. Of course, Old Testament also got. But he is the New Testament one with the revelation of we are being the righteousness of God. And then he said how to... How he now lived in righteousness of God by letting go of everything from his past. I think he got a lot of past success. Ah, past good deeds. He never killed, he never steal, he never lied. Wow. He said, blameless. Throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. So his boasting is always about good things. Now he throw all this boasting like into the rubbish dump. Boasting of all his good things. It's all like a pile of manure to me now. So normally we boast is about our past good things. No more. We throw it away. Then that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ. So onward, his life is forgetting the past means throwing all the, the righteousness and now getting to know who Jesus is. You think he already know Jesus so much, right? But he's saying that he still need to know Jesus. 
and embrace him as Lord in all of his greatness. As Lord is actually, Lord is always Yahweh, as the master. Now he got a master. When we are righteous, self-righteous, we are our own master. We decide what is right, what is wrong. And, you know, when we have Jesus, that's why we receive him as Lord and Savior. Actually, Lord first. You are now my master. You have every say in my life, in my money, in my time, in my... Let him have the say. That is called Lord. All right? In all of his greatness. My passion, if you don't have a passion, take this passion. My passion is to be consumed with him. That means consumed, right? Eat, makan, right? <laughs> consumed. There's nothing else that's called, the, actually, it's the fire. Nothing else that will would uh, attract me anymore in this life. Consume with him and not cling to my own righteousness based in keeping the written law. All differentiate very clearly, Apostle Paul, between God's righteousness and his righteousness. His righteousness is on what he can do in keeping the law. Okay, in doing good. The law basically is do right, not do wrong. So he can do all those things that are right and he boasts about it. That is, his, he says, I, I, I put this all one side already. Then it's about Jesus. If you want to boast, boast about Jesus. But you will see what is meaning of boasting about Jesus. Okay, in the next verse before we close. My only righteousness will be his. See? What righteousness is his? Ah, based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, the very righteousness that comes from God. So Paul says he wants to live a life where he boasts of only God's righteousness. So what on earth is that? 2 Corinthians 12, 9-10. But he said to me, okay, as I said, I just took out a few verses as the Holy Spirit. Prom. But he has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness, my mercy are more than enough. Always available regardless of the situation. For my power is been perfected and is completed and shows itself most effectively in your... Everyone say? In your... In your righteousness? In your good deeds? Yes. In your weakness? So, how to boast, what to boast of his righteousness and his power? Let's see. It's about God's grace and God's power, right? Therefore, I will all the more gladly boast. Boast means, you know, you're proud of it. You speak, speak of it. Boast in what? In my weaknesses. And in the world today, they'll tell you, don't let people know your weakness <laughs> because there is such a fear of identity, right? Where we need to be strong, where we need to be up. But the, the version of Christ is different because it's not our ability. Every man has some strength. Every human being are born with some strengths, some qualities that they can boast about, okay? Okay or some of them uh, achieved it 
through hard work so they can boast about it but in christ is totally different because all our abilities and achievements are like cow down in the eyes of god they are just ourselves which is nothing before god right everyone have seen there's none righteous so if there's none righteous our deeds are also not righteous no matter how much we have given to charity or whatever we have done it's not righteous before god if we did it in our own ability you can see god's requirement and man we are really behind that's what is called sin but god the only righteousness that god recognized that means the only right things that we do that is recognized by god is those that are given where his grace gives us the ability the christ in me his righteousness okay his ability and when do we need his ability his power his grace his strength in our weaknesses if we are already strong in something we don't need god already but it's when we are weak that we need him so what are weaknesses maybe our hot temper is a weakness all right uh, our uh, we are not able to speak is a weakness but how when we trust in god as our righteousness he turns around and be able to do what we couldn't do therefore this is the thing that we boast about that weakness so that the power of christ may completely enfold me and dwell in me so i'm well pleased with look at paul's statement is contrary to human logic because human beings without christ in their own ability does not need jesus christ don't need god they are partaking of the what the tree of knowledge of good and evil right they have their ability they stand out they i can do it but these are the ones who are weak and who say lord jesus i cannot do it i need you to change me to help me because i have so many weaknesses with insult so he's happy that he has weaknesses are you glad that you have weakness am i glad that i've done wrong of course yes i'm glad that you know i don't uh, may 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 fumble may may say the wrong things at times and i may not be that kind actually it's good when god show us sometimes how terrible we are otherwise we think we are very good <laughs> we really sometimes think we are very good especially we come from a good background and all that but to god remember there's none good that means without christ there's nothing good no matter how we can keep the law we can keep commandments we you know we think we are good but actually not then when we have weaknesses what are weaknesses yeah you got hot temper yeah yeah we we watch too much movie <laughs> okay but see so sometimes we tell lies okay so it's not about stop doing all that and also not to say everything is bad right but our weaknesses maybe we we lazy a bit <laughs> okay so there's nothing to be ashamed of but what happened is 
it's also not good to continue in those weaknesses, but we cannot overcome them by ourselves. So what happened? When we learn God's words and God's ways, ah, we begin to see, hey, now I can control my temper. So what do we boast? We boast that, you know, I actually very hot tempered one, you know. Ah, but today I can see less and less of that hot temper because of Jesus, you know, of his grace. So that's what we boast. Instead of, you know, I'm very good one. Ah. <laughs> I never shout at people one. Ah, that is self-righteousness. Okay. But acknowledging, yes, we do have weaknesses. All of us. But we're seeing the power of God. That's what he says. My power is, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will more gladly boast in my weaknesses that the power of God can be glorified, that God will be glorified. It is him that helped me in this weakness, right? With insults, with distresses, with persecution, with difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am strong, no, for when I am weak in human strength, then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. That is when, at a time when humanly we are weak, we can see God, we say, God, help me, you know, God, I draw from you. Help me with this hot temper. <laughs> and then you can see, oh, really, no more so much. And you can say to, you can gladly boast. You all don't know me. Ah. Well, last time, ah, first thing I'll do is shout at you. Ah. <laughs> what happened today? God's grace. Still got a little bit there and then, you know. But I thank God that in this, my weakness, God's strength is made perfect. This is called the boasting of his righteousness in me, in our lives. Yeah. When I am weak, then am I strong. But we don't continue in that weakness. We say, yes, I acknowledge I have this weakness. I'm not ashamed because that's that's me. But today, Jesus has helped me a lot and changed me a lot. Right? I can't speak, stutter, or maybe feel ashamed, feel inferior and all that. But Jesus is changing me, changing us day by day by his strength, by his grace. Amen? So this is the Zadik, this is the righteousness of God in Christ. Today we live as his righteous servant, knowing that God is righteous. He's the only righteous God. And he has made us all righteous. And we boast of, as what Paul said, not my own righteousness, which is my own ability to do right and wrong or be good, but in me, there is nothing good. But when he comes into my life and I, I humble myself, I bend myself to submit to him, raise my hands, thank God even when something bad happened, in all things give thanks, then what happened? I see God's power. I see God's strength helping me, growing me, growing more and more in him. I cannot love people one. But then something has happened. And that it is not my own ability. Yeah. That you boast in his righteousness now. Amen. Okay. So Sadi, his righteousness, the humble Jesus first, right? As the righteousness of God. You know, this verse that 
I have become the righteousness of God in Christ. Has be, it's, it's, it suddenly opened to me when I study this letter, uh, Zadi. It's really, that's why he is the righteous one. Then I have be, he's in me, I become his righteousness. So, so simple. <laughs> if it's not in me, then, then Noah. Right? So, oh, that's what has happened to all of us. In all our weaknesses and ability, he has taken on himself on the cross. In exchange, is now his righteousness, his abilities, his strength, his power, his goodness that is living inside me. And all I need to do is to keep having his word inside, keep surrendering to him, keep submitting to him, keep obeying him, keep saying, thank God, your way is right. I follow you, I obey you, I humble myself before you. And then what happened? He will exalt you. He will bring you up. Because when he exalts you, no longer people will see you anymore, that self-righteous person anymore. They begin to see Christ, the righteous Christ in you because the, the earlier person is the weak person. Yeah, Our weaknesses have been replaced by his righteousness. That's what we boast about, the sadi. Jesus, the righteous one, God, the righteous one, and we, righteous in him. Amen? Praise the Lord. Okay, finish. <laughs>